0: Right, guys, and we're rolling. Welcome back to the Fight Watch UK podcast. I'm extremely lucky to be joined by the Dragon himself, Mr. Mason Jones. How are we doing, man? Hey, good. Um, currently, south
1: side. It is just gone 1pm here, and it is about 24 degrees. So, lovely California weather. Um I'm living the dream at the moment. So, yeah, brilliant.
0: Nice, man. How is California going for you? Like, How did all this come about? Obviously, you've got your fight. Is that stuff like came around training over there for your fight, I just get the experience really.
1: Uh, this is like the fifth time I've been. Um out his Team Alpha I've got quite a lot of friends here. Um and some really, really good sparring partners. Um I've got quite a good balance here now when it comes to um like striking wrestling and different different sort of um, different sort of areas people specialise in. So to be fair, it just worked out well for me. Like when I first come out there was um, a lot of lighter guys, a lot of bandwins, whereas now there's a lot more uh, lightweights and weights and weights So it, it, there's a good variation here for me. Um, yeah. so, I, I am mainly out during this time just because, obviously, I'm fighting on June 5th against a experienced grappler in Alan Patrick. Um, he's 37 Brazilian, um, nine fights in UFC. Uh, the last eight fights have been one a year. So um, he's old experience, um he's been around a long time, he knows his sort of A to So um yeah, this is the best place for me. So I um my way to come through from the UFC on Wednesday, um and I booked the flight on Monday and obviously that was last week, so uh
0: should notice things something I wanted to do, um so he just come around and went went for it left everyone went home and shot out here. So it was just a bit like a spontaneous decision to just go out to California, just get that training in somewhere you felt comfortable? Because I was gonna speak to you about your fight with Alan, I was gonna ask if like how how it's going, how's everything's going well, just stuff like that. Is your training going all right? You feel like you're getting any particular improvements in the camp or just working on Our current course, strengths. Of course, like
1: every, every camp you see improvements, every camp things start to tighten up and every camp you you start to see um sort of like your fitness increase, your strength increase. Um, just these things are just honing, honing yourself down. Like um, you never really, um, you never really much in game at gym camp, But most of the time, is just sharpening what you what's already there and just filling in the gaps and closing sort of the, some of the blanks or some of the mistakes you've got. Definitely. For me, like I felt good. Like I, I, I never stop training. I never take, I never really take a break off. and like, this is my entire life. This is something that I do, it to be every day. Like I've always said this. If, um, if. If you give me millions and millions of pounds, I still do the same thing day in and day out because I love doing what I love
0: doing. Definitely you've got that hunger for the sport, like when you wanna do it, like money doesn't really matter, does it?
1: No, of course, and like obviously getting paid just makes it's just that ice on the cake and um it's gotten to that point now where like I can actually do this and make money from it. Like I think this is the first year I've actually made a profit so far. So, um it's it's going well. Um the reason like this camp came about like it, it it was a planned camp so I wanted to come out here for my last fight um but obviously with all the restrictions and stuff I couldn't quite get out so uh, we ended up doing the camp at home which went fine uh, I got a really good coaching team back home and decent sparring partners but um okay um but like California they just the, the level of guys here is just much much better um it's just a higher level of guys so to be fair. Like that's the main thing I miss back home, it's just high level spying partners who are there A to B, like a lot of the boys here, yeah, they struggle with different COVID restrictions in their areas, like back home, I mean, sorry, yeah. COVID restrictions in their areas, their works, different things, so it's really hard to get those guys who can just drop everything and just like, like say on oh, come coming in 10 o'clock and get some rounds in, whereas here, everything's consistent, I've got everything done in the
0: day and it's perfect for me. Like you've got a ton of just full-time guys who are ready to just drop everything for the sake of getting better and that helps a lot more, obviously. Yeah, well, they're on their own too. So like the amount of guys who got fights coming
1: out, coming up out, out here, like UFC, that or, um some of the risen and the other shows like that. Like there's like five or six guys who have fights coming up PFL and all sorts. So there's loads of guys pushing hard at the
0: moment, uh, not just me. Yeah, Team Alpha Male have a top quality team. To be fair, training with some good guys. Like obviously, we've got a really good gym, good set of guys. Like coming out all promotions, all weights. Uh,
1: of course of course uh, and they're all on the right mindset friendly with all of them so to be fair to me it's just um like it's easy to come here and just be able to train there's there's no problem with sort of i'm stuck on the outskirts and trying struggling to get in and trying to get struggling to get these good rounds like i i passed through all that so now, now like when i come here um everyone's just so friendly and so willing to help out and and so able to let me sort of mix in that it just makes all the difference
0: like you've spoke a few times about like mindset and stuff how like that separates you from other people obviously you had a really really early start in the sport like i'm sure i have been training like majority of your life like has that mindset uh, always been there or is it something that's came about with maturity so not so much
1: come with maturity it's just come with so um in november i will be training for 19 years um this month I'm twenty. I turned twenty six years of age. So, it, like when I when a lot of people say they've been doing it all their life, um, like I I don't even count myself as doing it all my life. Like um, my girlfriend for one, um, she's twenty two now. Um, she's been doing it since she was four years of age. So, um, do you mean like, these a, a lot of people, a lot of people in in, in the sport uh, do 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 these sports a long time, and there's so many people that are so experienced, but. You 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 have to be born and bred through it. I think now, like obviously, it's so. They, there are the guys like Nagano who's late coming to the sport, but he's an athletic freak. And like, it's so hard now because everyone's so good at so good at it, and so deep in the sport, and everyone has that same drive. But like when we come down to it, like, like we said, my mentality is different to everyone else. Like I visual, like I already know I'm the best player in the world. Like all that's left to do is just to, to make that statement true. And like it's easy enough to, all I mean by that is easy enough to say you're the best in the world but all you have to prove about that means taking out the guys in front of you all the time and like I said before I fought um, Mike um, in my last fight um, the 155 division is the toughest division in the UFC like you can argue with me all you want it's definitely the toughest division in the UFC oh, it's like, stacked, yeah. all the way through it is deep uh, it is a shark. it's a sharp um, and obviously you just have to keep eating the fish in front of you until you're the biggest in the sea but for me now, um, I obviously I didn't my my first fight didn't go to plan. Um, those things went wrong. Um, but when all it comes down to it is I just didn't do enough. So, um, for me now, I'm in in that sharky, of water, and I bleed in. So now you, it really is, um, uh, sort of buckle down or shut up. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, it doesn't add any pressure. Like for me, I I don't really care about pressure. I've said this before. Like I I, I love doing it. I love being in there, and I don't really. Okay, who it is in front of me. It could be um, obviously the number one guy in the world, or it could be um, the number hundred something guy in the world. It doesn't all that matters is looking at their style, uh, breaking down what they
0: do, and beating them. Yeah, definitely. Like I've I've noticed quite a bit through your fight, you don't actually let the pressure get you because obviously your last fight in Cage Warriors, going for that double champion, moving up in weight. loads of people were saying. It's really small for well, away Adam's one of the top guys in the country. Like, there's no chance this happens, and then you go out and you win in the first round. It's like, you got anything you do that you just block out the pressure, or it just never get you? I don't get it to be fair. Like, I've lost
1: world level multiple times. Like, after the strike, um, where I fought in Abu Dhabi, um, obviously, I um, and you, you do get that, that overwhelming sort of feeling of just, um, sort of despair. Sorry, but stuff like that doesn't stick with me uh it was literally like 10 seconds worth and then um i was back up and looking at what's next uh we would do loads of breakdowns and like by the time i got back backstage and um the effect camera in my face i was already composed already ready to go again ready to go home break down what we've done wrong and sort of look at everything that's made mistakes and to be fair like i think this camp is probably gonna be the biggest gains um biggest changes i've made two my different things. Um, we brought new member staff on who's looking at my performance and um, helping sort of uh, look at my program a bit more, help and just get more things down on paper. So everything I do week in, week out, like obviously we set programs before and our program is written down and we looked at it and we did finance, We did all these different things at a high level, but now like we're doing it at a level that's just sort of taking that well, like beyond the next stage up. Um, we're reviewing like how... How I'm seeing the image from training, we're recording my heart rates. Um, we're looking at like um, literally just in as much detail as possible. My weight's better, my nutrition's better. and obviously, my nutrition was good. I've I, I've got a really good nutritionist working with me, but we're just sort of trying to fine tune everything. Then uh, it's all about making the about controlling the most amount of things possible and. Um, like it's easy to say, but it's easy. It's easy way to make you compare it to is fighting is like a science experiment. You you have to control all the variables. You have to control everything. So you control the weather. So you control the weather. You control your technique. You control um, your energy output. You control your energy input. You control your sleep cycles. You control everything. And like I'm, I'm even on, on on the sleep plan. So I go to I go to sleep at a certain time. I wake up at a certain time. It's just everything has to be controlled.
0: Yeah. Like it's. Like nothing's perfect, but if you can get it as close to it as possible, like that is an absolute win for you.
1: Yeah, like Derek Lewis said, like there's certain fights you turn up when it's just you just don't perform. Um, like for me, that last fight was a fight where I turned up to, and I didn't feel I didn't feel hundred percent in the change rooms. Um, we had problems moving into it, um, different things where we just knew it wasn't going to be a hundred percent performance, and we knew there was problems moving in. So when you have those fights you just go out and you do the best you can but that last fight of mine come down to my game plan got forced away um mike had a good game plan to counteract my game plan and then rather than sort of step back um feed it through uh, and just sort of develop your own a new path through um i sort of wanted to make an impression and because i couldn't do all i wanted to do i sort of re- reverted to let's just go face to face with him and let just tag him and let's just try and just overwhelm him with my strike output and just volume, well, my volume output and like I, I won all the stats I won um, the kick stacks I won the, the head um, the significant strikes yeah you were
0: ahead on numbers I, uh, I
1: was ahead on everything but then when you watch the fight back every time he catches me he was throwing with more intensity, and he was making sure that when he managed to get through and catch the with a good shot, he was making him count. And um for me, like I, I had my hands down low, I was walking down, like nothing hurt. Like he didn't catch you with any shots that really caused any damage or anything. Obviously, I bruised, but um, like the bruise was gone within four days. But that's that's the whole different mentality where I was going in there with a mentality: of I'm behind, well, I just need to make sure I'm outscoring and make sure right, I win this fight, and win this fight. Is now I'm going to be going in there with a fight of. I don't care what you're gonna do. I'm just gonna hit you so hard that I'm gonna literally hit, hit hit you in the next week.
0: Like hey, I'm gonna try and kill you for three rounds, kind of deal. Yeah, I'm gonna kill you for three
1: rounds.
0: I'm gonna kill you for one round three times. That's it. There we go. Hey, that's a much better way of putting it. To be fair, going out and doing it, it's <laughs> much better. Yeah, if you can kill him in the first round, even better. Yeah, this is the thing people don't see. Like,
1: um, I you see a lot of guys, um, who. They'll, they'll get what they think is two rounds up, and then they'll sit on there on their hanches, and they'll think, "Oh look, I, I like all I gotta do is stay alive in this fight now." And that's not the way it is. Like you always gotta think you're behind, because you never know what the judges are seeing. So all that means that if you're gonna take it to the judges, and you're not gonna put it away early, then that means you need to make sure you scrape and you drive for every second of every round. and like looking back on that last fight, Mike's corner, all they said to him was win the first minute, with the last minute, because that's what people remember, and that's what people see, and that's that's good knowledge. Like when he's in, in, in the fight, I wanted to make sure that I, but especially in the last round, I want to make sure that I, I took the last round away from him. That means I mean, to control the last minute, and I didn't. That, but um, Mike turned it around, and Mike. Outscored me in in that last minute, and I think that, that that made all the difference because, like, obviously I lost on the split. I think if I controlled and I won that last round, uh, or even got a take down and controlled anything at all, I think obviously it could have been a different fight. Which this not would have been a fight I wouldn't really happy with because it was too close. But it's a fight that I could have definitely taken.
0: It's like I think that's a like speaking to you now. I think that's something that does really separate you from a lot of fighters, like I'm listening, I'm taking it in. And you get a load of fighters where, well, like, I lost on a split, I feel like I did more, I feel like I did better, loads of stuff went wrong. going make all the excuses in the world. But, like, you're coming out here, you're admitting where it's, like, I could have done this, I could have done this, and I see why that held us back. And you're taking that into your next fight, and that's I really respect that, to be fair. So just putting that out there. Well, that's, that's another thing I don't understand. Like, it
1: doesn't matter. If I went in, in that fight, and I dropped, like, 10 times in each round, um... I smothered him, him. if the ref decided that I lost, then you have to look at the reasons why the ref decided you lost. Because there's always going to be reasons behind things. So just because you don't agree with the decisions they they have, um, all that means is you just have to look at... So Alex Munoz fought over the weekend. He's a team alpha male guy. He fought against Pena, lightweight, lightweight. Um, They had a close fight. Um, Like Most of us back here thought that um, Alex had done enough. And then, um, obviously, the A went the other way to Pena. Pena won the third round, and the, the second was close. But then, like, that's the thing. You, you don't look at that fight, and you said, yeah, you look and think, oh, look, Alex won the first round, and the second round, he could have gone his way. You, you need to look at it now, which is, what, did it, what happened in the second round? Why did it go to Pena's way? And what happened in the third round? Why did it go to Pena's way? And what should, it, should we have done differently? Like, that's the way I'd be looking at it if I was Alex. So, like, this is the thing. You know, the result's done. Um, it doesn't matter whether it's was a close fight it doesn't matter in a couple of years time all that matters like this is the thing so after my fight against Mike um, like I had so many people mentioned me saying um, oh we had you down as winning oh don't worry about it this and that and it's like none of that means anything to me because all that matters is like now it's a close fight yeah or then sorry it was a close fight then um, a couple of weeks later um, all everyone talks about oh it was the fight, of the, the fight of the night and then obviously you got put forward to the fight of the month as well um, good all good still a loss all people see in a year's time is, oh, he lost to Mike Davis. Like, people don't talk about all the rest. All it comes down to it is a loss. And that's, that's what will hurt, hurt me. That's, that's what winds me up. Because for me, I didn't do enough in that fight. Like, if I did enough in that fight, I would have knocked Mike out in the first minute. So... This is every, everything else is just a learned experience. You pause this from it and you ditch all the negatives and just focus on what you control, and that means obviously you focus on what I can improve. And I think I've done that. Like I feel strong, I feel um, agile, I'm faster on my feet, my strike gets cleaner, um, and I'm I'm improving every day, every day, is
0: another improvement. If you're feeling faster on your feet as well, like you've you've got very crisp striking in your fights. You used to be a boxer as well. You've you've got three you've got three pro wins to your name, don't you?
1: Three pro boxing wins, yeah. 40 girls in MMA. Um, but yeah, like, again, if I was happy, I would have had three knockouts in boxing. I would have had 10 knockouts in MMA. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, the submission wins are good as well, but their submission wins really on uh, against people like couldn't submit from the start. I wanted, I, I, the, my first couple of fights, I went in there with a the whole mindset of, we're going to work on our strike into the first couple of rounds, and then obviously, if it doesn't go um, the way we want it to do, we'll just take it down and submit it. Um, obviously, I did that through a lot of my fights. Um, including like the fight against Alexi Manakizi, where I went in there, went a bit, gun home, made mistakes in my sh- again, but took a cut, and then obviously took him down and controlled him for the three rounds, even though he didn't get a finish. Um, at the end of the day, it's just improving every time, and that's all we can do is be a better
0: version of ourselves. That's it. You wanted to go out there and improve, then your next fight for the lightweight title, you went out and won in the first, so made the improvements and went out, gave it all you could and brought the gold home for it
1: course and then see the wild weight was the same as well when I've been finished in um, the first round yeah <clears throat> like,
0: definitely it doesn't really make a
1: difference it's just like I look back at those fights and I don't see things I do I do well I, I only see the stuff I did wrong like I can't I struggle to watch the Joe Ma- uh, McCall fight and the um, Adam Parker fight I, I really struggle to watch him because I'm so self-critical I watch them all I see is the stuff I do wrong and, and again that's what separates me I never look at what I do well I only look at what I do wrong.
0: right so in looking what like, in looking at what you do wrong is that just like more of a thing where it's something you notice that you feel people watching it let's say you win they probably don't notice that so you take that away and make that better so you feel like it's not a mistake next time.
1: It's not just me like most of my
0: my coaches my yeah. sparring partners. Yeah, and, like you, uh, and uh, you and your like team. They I mean, all
1: look at my fights. Yeah, and, and my training partners, people from out town, uh, my girlfriend, uh, they'll look at it and they'll send me things. Um, they see that I'm not doing wrong, they ask me why I did something a certain way, and if I can't give a reason, it's something I need to prove on. Like, looking at what I did, did well, that's, that's not going to benefit anyone. Like, oh, yeah, I did this well, fantastic, I can do that. You need to focus on what you've done wrong or what you struggled with, because if you're improving on stuff you can't do, then obviously it's just going to add to your game, whereas if you're looking at what you can't do, you, you can already do that. So it's just about sort of keeping up with that, and it's a lot easier to keep up with something you can do well than it is to sort of try and fix what you're doing wrong
0: like definitely do you think there's you had quite a bit of problems sorting your pro debut completely spinning off the record but like in terms of making improvements you had that judo background you had your boxing background do you, having the trouble getting the, like your first fights and stuff in mma yeah. do you think that gave you the time to work on becoming as well-rounded as you could for the time like obviously nothing compared to where you're now but well-rounded as how he no, could have described it no, the time yes so no, um just feel back on that so my pro
1: debut um i was meant to fight a guy called brett Hasslett. um he ended up um we went through it was the first fight in cage warriors um the first show that they were safe mma uh well they, they were they were controlled by safe mma so that means that you had to go through all the safe mma checks i literally just passed my bottom medicals so um, most of my stuff got passed through i had new bloods and new tests and loads of new tests and that, blah 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 um well brett um got on his brain scans um, so they pulled into a fight. Then they found me a replacement who failed his eye test. Um, so then, literally, this was the week of the fight. The eye test failed. So they was like, look, we're going to struggle to find your opponent. So they found me uh, something Adonis, his name was David Adonis from Cardiff, who took the fight on um, like less than a week's notice. But they said, obviously, he's not a pro. You're going to have to un- unify and amateur fight. So I was
0: perfect. So I went in there, took it down, commoded him the first round. Um, that was for a title then, as well, we wasn't started. it? No, no, that was my unified amateur fight. Yeah. Um, unified just um, just, just, um, just it was just a sh- um, just a, like the first fight. So um
1: then um, obviously I fought Sean Luther. Um Sean Luther was uh, his last fight on Cage Warriors was something special. Um uh, and then obviously from there I ended up fighting um, Brett Hassett again. We got remade, rematched against that on a Swansea card, uh, and on and on and on, and on the red. But, yeah, for me, like, the extra time, it just gave me more confidence in blending because that was the main thing. Like, I was good in my areas, but I'd have to switch. So, like, I'd strike in. I'd be boxing, then I'd switch to kicking, then I'd be, then I'd be wrestling, then I'd be, um, I'd be switching to drill, then we'd be switching to jitsu, then all of a sudden switching back to wrestling, then I'd go back to jitsu, then back wrestling, then back striking, and I'd have to consciously make those switches, like, it wasn't just a flow like it is now, where I'd be wrestling, then I'd be hitting you with elbows at the same time as I'm sort of running the pipe, and then at, like, mid-running the pipe, I'm separating kicking, running back out, getting another shoot, then taking you and then literally I'm trying to choke you, then I'm coming back up, and I mix my hands and my legs, like everything gets smoother everything gets better like this is the Max like a whole mindset Max Holloway has where he says he doesn't start anymore is because all he's doing is fine tuning these these combinations and these and these sort of um, this muscle memory so that he throws his combos and everything is smooth everything is fluid like he says he doesn't even spar because he's found his own way in training and his pad guys and I agree like if you get that, that, that level you, you, you don't need to spar. this far. you can just work your way I mean, your timings are well, you know, you've got a muscle memory, you can just work on it. Like, if I have a break from sparring, I go back, I make little mistakes. But as long as I'm training, uh, most of it is just that I can just keep up. So that when I go back to sparring, like, I'm not going to be sort of pulling away from, um, from shots. I'm not going to be able to see them now because I know I can walk walk a shot down. I know I got a good job. So it's just learning, like,
0: I'm building on these muscle memories all the time. So that that's why you not people out with it. Just building that skill, making sure you use it and you use it confidently, getting them skills all the way so you've, you've got it at the top level all the time, just ready to use anytime you want.
1: Yeah, like knocking people out isn't about how much power you've got on your hands. Obviously, it is. And uh, like a lot of people argue with that because like, you look at people like Megano and they hit you and it's literally you have been hit by a bus. But like high level strikers, you're really looking at timings and distance management. That's all they can sort of walk into space you're controlling. Um, Firing something
0: on the pipe so that they're, they're catching it in the right precise spot um, with precision and timing. That's how that's you knock people blokes not how much power in it, it's just precision and timing. Definitely, like timing, placement as well. as like not just the distance management, but the placement of the shot. Like, that, you know, the style bender and Whitaker fight, the first one, i well, have only had the one, yeah. but just that counter check hook, like here we just landed it and followed up from there. Like, that wasn't a very powerful shot, but the timing and the place he landed it made it enough. Yeah, of course, of course, and it's just, again,
1: like, like you said, all timings and all distance management and precision, it's just, it's a combination of, of, of everything. And it, it, you, it's hard to build that without sparring, like, it is hard, but you, you can't do it, but, like, for me, I definitely prefer to spar.
0: <laughs> you prefer it, you prefer it, it's like, it, it's a bit better for you, isn't it, because like, you can simulate and see what you're doing in the moment, it's like, right, okay, I can't do that in the fight. In a way. Yeah. Uh, and that's good sparring like
1: you, a lot of people do um do bad sparring i don't mean bad sparring where um like it's a low level i mean bad sparring where everyone's trying to kill each other like that's no way you should be doing like when you spy you're not ty- you're not trying to damage each other like it's so easy to to, to to cause damage like especially against people whose areas are like it's 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 hard for me to explain. Like, when you inspire the high-level guys, there's still that time where you time them and you see
0: something and you take it and you'll catch them flush. So, like, you're not trying to cause... And like, you throw in a kick, you pull in the kick. You throw in a hand, you're making sure you pull that. And, like, everyone... When you get at that high-level, you know when someone's caught you. Like, you see it, you feel it, and you're like, oh, fuck, good shot. And then you reset, you go again, straight away. Like Nice one, you build that respect because you've took that shot, you've took it on the chin, and it's like, all right, okay, like, we're in this now, let's go. 100%. It's, so, speaking about stuff like that, walking into the fights, having like respect for your opponents and stuff, do you have a specific mentality going into fights? Do you do like certain things? Like, are there certain things you do a certain way in a build-up to a fight? Or do you just go um, with the flow? Yes, I'm, so I don't have any like pre-fight
1: Rituals, anything like that. Like I, I don't. I'm not one of those type of person who needs to wear certain pair boxes, or um, do a certain dance before they go out and fight them. I'm, I'm not like that. Like I literally, uh, we always joke that I can literally walk in the shop, um, walk to the local, lo- the local shop, and um, I'm always ready to go. Do you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: Just ready any time. the milk come back and fight. That's where you, you have to be. Like you always have to to Someone charges you they too much for the milk. You they put your hands up. up. Just do it I mean as long as I can throw my legs high,
1: high enough, I'm ready to go. So, um, like, there's nothing like that. But, uh, again, like we said before, the more you can control, uh, the better the thing. So, like, like there's a lot of science, suppose, in in into it on, like, on peaking and, like, your, when you should dip these sessions, so but when you'll peak on certain days and different things like that, your calorie output, uh, making sure that you're your loose on certain times and things. So, again, it is about controlling everything. Like, um, there's... A couple of things, like I said, a couple of things went wrong in my last build that I'm not really going to get into it because it's—I um, don't like giving excuses for things. But the things I'm going to fix and the things that will make the next fight
0: better. That's it. It—it it can all just be words, but obviously going out there and doing the actions is so much more satisfying. So.
1: Yeah, of course. And like I said, there's no excuses in this game. Like, like Derek Lewis said, like because he was the best—the best person I've heard about it because he's one of the most honest fighters. Like he you said you—you—it's you, it's, like. You don't always have a good day and you don't always turn up and think, oh, I feel good today. Like, there's certain days where you just don't perform well and that doesn't matter. You just have to win. Like, you um, look at his fight against um, Stefan Struve, I think it is, where Stefan Struve kicked the smoke out of him for five rounds and, like, 15 or 30 seconds for the end of the fifth round, he gets for the maximum round, like, not out cold. And everyone had written him off and, like, that's, that's MMA.
0: That was You've always gone. There was there was also a fight with Curtis Blades. Blades absolutely dominated the first round. and Then Blades, he caught my like, yeah. upper uppercut in the second, and he was out. Like Out cold. Yeah, like. That. Like, like obviously, all weights, anything can happen. But heavyweight is a scary game, man. Like, heavyweight it's, is a scary um, shit. It's the, the most the most beautiful sport in the world. I don't care what people say. Oh, definitely.
1: Say fighter, people say it's, it's the most beautiful in the world. That's the best and, part about um, it, though. Yeah, and you don't see, like, like, I was a boxer, like, I saw what went on in boxing, and it's just too much, like, oh, fight this guy, or fight that guy, or we'll build you there, we'll promise you like 10 wins, and it's just like, I just want to go in there, and I want the other guy trying to try kill me, I just want to go in there, and, and I, have to, I have to dig deep, and I have to sort of push through adversity to win, I, I don't want to be given
0: anything. It's like, you gain nothing as a fighter, fighting people who don't test you, and I feel like it's much better getting tested in MMA than it is in boxing.
1: Green agree and disagree. Um, you do gain stuff from um, not fighting people who don't get tested. Like Mike Tyson used to spar against people that he could um, he could knock out. Like They bring in sparring partners for him to knock out because you get that, that, that muscle timing of knocking people out, how much power, how much accuracy, where you need to hit people to knock people out. But it, it's not really, it's really cold blooded. Like do you mean if I started, like paying people to come in so I can just knock them out, it's all good, but you're not fighting against high-level people. So... I don't really agree with that side of training. Like, I think we should be able to train and not cause damage. So then go into the a fight with ability to pull it and to to do what you want. Um, Raymond Daniels is a good example. Obviously, he's um, out here for his last fight, and he showed in his last fight like he controls distance so well. Uh, he's another one like he can just hurt you from everywhere.
0: Yeah, his kickboxing is absolutely brilliant. It's he's got one of the, probably one of the best knockouts I've ever seen in my life as well that's spinning yeah. where he jumps, spinning, and, like, the jumps right for the tornado right. kick and then he stops yeah. in mid-air and does the overhand that is beautiful right. yeah I don't think that was purposeful but
1: again he just read it read yeah. the
0: and threw it nice it, it looked like he was going for the tornado kick but like he read the situation like the hand is more appropriate and that'll just be through muscle memory like realising what feels right at the time like what would probably be more effective stuff yeah. like that
1: yeah of course
0: and it all comes back to what you said about like when you train, when you're fine tuning things, when you're working on stuff, you're able to transition and make that much smoother. Like like you said at the start where it was like you would go from this to this to this and that was like a noticeable transition. Whereas now it's a it's a lot smoother and it flows and it, it was much similar like that. It just it just flowed. Yeah, it seems like everything. Like he's so experienced and um, he's so good at what
1: he does, but um, He's just got that ability to be able to to do what he wants for now. Um, and, like, if you watch his last fight, he controlled the distance again so well. So, anytime the guy stepped anyway, he was already had something that he was making him walk onto or he was catching or something. And, um, like, I don't think that was Raymond's best performance, but he, he took a guy apart and probably could have finished him a few times.
0: Yeah, there was a couple of times where the ref could have been, like, right, okay, something needs to be done. I feel like the ref was a bit slow. Coming in, I feel like there were times where other refs would have stepped in and probably stopped it.
1: Yeah,
0: but it obviously yeah, all comes out there that yeah. opinion on the night. Again, um, it all depends on what referee's in there on the night. Like they
1: always joke about Herb Dean and say that if you got Herb Dean half a nil, uh, ref in fight, then whatever's of gonna die in there? Um, <laughs> yeah, they always joke, but um, it just it depends. Like certain referees prefer different. Um more of a time on the ground, certain referees like to stand people back up, certain referees like to let them go, and certain referees step in early. It's just, it all depends.
0: Like, rewind 10 years, as long as Steve Mazzagatti wasn't in the middle, you were okay. <laughs> 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 to be fair, every
1: ref I've seen um, at a high level has done a really, really good job, and it's something I wouldn't like to do. Um, and I wasn't for all of them. Uh, and like the last referee I had, um, Oh, I forgot the
0: guy's name. He was amazing. Like I forgot the guy's name. To be fair, completely forgot he was there. But like, he still felt like he was very much in control of the situation. Oh, yeah, of course. Mhm.
1: We didn't really need
0: it. We were just ready to go. It's it's like you don't you don't need Gareth. Like you weren't going down. Like he wasn't stepping in for you. No, of course, and um, we
1: just easily let us had us go and let us play. And um, the only time you I ever remember that name was when the bell went at the end of the rounds to make sure
0: we were done. Yeah. Oh um, shit! You're still here, I mean, dude. We <laughs> he
1: didn't have a lesson. Oh, you
0: thought I just off him? Oh me! I thought you. Thought I, I wonder what you said then. No. So like, just sorry, just not. just see him at the end of the round. You're like, oh shit! You're still, still here. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, Of course. And um, it was just mad. Like
1: obviously they always say like a referee gets a front, the front, the front sort of. uh the front seat, and the closest seat in the house.
0: But, <laughs> it's not something I didn't want to do. Like I don't think I, I, I like the ref. It's just too much pressure. Yeah, I, I couldn't ref. It's, it's such a thankless job as well because it could go so wrong either way. Like you, you ever get stuck for too much of an early stoppage, or you get loads of grief for it being too late because it's literally a split second decision. Yeah, exactly. And um, you'll get in trouble for starting the, for stopping a fight too early, or you get
1: in trouble for stopping it too late. Is it's
0: never cut and dry. Yeah, like look at the Keith Peterson stopping Sehudo and Cruz. Like he got loads of stick for that, but he's he's took in his stride like That's
1: who ref my last bike, Keith Peterson. That's it, that's a Nice guy.
0: Does he smell the Tabs and Drink or is he alright? No, I I
1: d I didn't think so, but then who who am I gonna say, do you mean I I know it bad. <laughs>
0: No, nah, like his his Twitter account's brilliant. I don't know if it's his, but like, or if it's a joke it's, account. It's but not
1: his. It's not his. ah, it's it's, it's a not joke a account. account. It's brilliant. You've seen some of the posts. I, I, I wish it was his. Same.
0: It's absolutely amazing. But it's so funny. we're gonna we're gonna finish off on one last point, right? Obviously, like lightweight division, deepest division. Like, if you're not wanting to fight for the title, like, get out and stuff. But who's your dream opponent all time? Because obviously, dream opponent right now probably. Hope the winner Chandler Oliveira stays champion, claim the division, get that fight. But all time, what would you say?
1: I I really don't know. I think that changes uh, from performance to performance against people. Um, for me, it's always going to be the best in the world at the time uh, who's number one. That's that's we aim against, and that's really who we want to fight. But um, there's there's loads of top names that people played up to fight, like Dustin um, Poirier, one um, obviously Chandler we mentioned. You um, go. Uh, God, there's, there's loads and loads and loads. Um, I'm trying to think. Gate another one I've always wanted to fight. and might might be an absolute war. That would be fireworks. Gone down. Um Kevin Lee's gone up. I think it, it's just it, there's loads. Like people bounce back and forth as well. So it just there's so many high level guys that I just love to tear it up. up, up with. It would just
0: be insane. Definitely. Who do you think's winning? Like who do you think's taking the lightweight title home next month? Or are you am undecided. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm
0: on, but I didn't saying, Norman. I really do not know. I really do not know. Like, and I'm f- completely 50-50 on it, I'm not going to lie to you, but either one will go home. Probably the winner of the mcgregor poirier trilogy probably fights for it next. Oh, yeah, 100%. They they already offered
1: Poirier to fight um, for the title. Yeah, they, they did, but he held out, didn't yeah. he?
0: Yeah. Money. money. I'm sure he sure held out to get the trilogy. Yeah, yeah,
1: he, he did. It was um, money again. Uh, the amount of
0: money obviously he's getting in those, um, those fights against McGregor just makes a difference and obviously he knows win or lose he's always up for that next title fight oh, definitely, one of the top guys in the division And like you said, one of your goals to be there eventually too, like, I wish you best of luck with that and honestly all stuff moving forward with your career like, fair play to you, like, hopefully he goes <laughs> <injured>. just <laughs> got to go out there and prove it man
1: yeah, 100%. Thanks so you have
0: me on. Not above that. I'm going to end this off and I'm going to have a quick word right after and then we're good to go. Right. Sounds good. Right. Thanks, Thanks for listening, guys. Any feedback, obviously, make sure to send me and Mason a message. Go follow Mason over at, correct us if I'm wrong, Mason Jones 95 on Instagram and Twitter. And so, um,
1: the
0: one with the blue check? Uh, the one with the blue check, he's verified now. He's verified now. He that. It right there. <laughs> so, you know it's a real, real guy, real deal. He's climbing up now, guys. But we'll catch you there.